Greetings, adventurers. Have you come to take on the audio dungeon? Well, fare ye well and enter. Yes, adventurers, it is I, your greatest fear, the goblin. My henchman has been rather consumed with his other duties recently, which is quite sad. But I'm here to show you my beautiful dungeon, generated from three lists of uh, words, yes, words, including a, an adverb, Yes, you are surprised that goblins know about adverbs. An adjective and a noun. And rolling a twelve-sided chance thing. Yes, I roll my chance thing and generate a three-word sentence for each room. And now, enjoy. It is difficult to see what is exactly in this large, dark room, but unmistakably at its centre sits a dark figure. The figure sitting upon a throne of salt and of rude, crushed rubies. The throne hovering some 10 to 15 feet off the ground. From the figure appears to be some sort of ooze which drips and falls to the ground. It's difficult to determine, but there seems to be a large puddle that extends perfectly around the base of this floating throne. Are you mistaken? Is the perimeter expanding? What cunning, oozing lord is this? As you enter this room, your feet splash through the salty brine that fills uh, the space ever deepening towards the back of this 10 by 10 foot square room um, where a silently leering merman sits atop a miniature atoll. He refuses to speak, um, but instead leers in your direction and you must interpret his hand gestures and his fin gestures um, to find the safe parts of the water and escape the room as it slowly uh, fills with um, a pungently stinking um, sea water that's coming in through some uh, submerged inlet. Clumsily swinging stair 
forms the centerpiece of this chamber of the wizard's tower which you wish to ascend. The only obstacle to your climbing the stair after you align it with the correct uh, higher portion of this staircase is that the controls, the levers, ropes and pulleys and sandbags that somehow um, move and shift and align this part of the stairs. They are perhaps a little broken, perhaps slightly random in the way they affect the motion of the stairs, um, and the stairs themselves need to be correctly balanced and guided, perhaps by some one of the party climbing up onto the stairs and swinging them into place. falsely tilting portcullis in this room um, bars your way but as you attempt to tilt it out of the way it doesn't slide up into the ceiling like any other portcullis but instead it tilts uh, but falsely so as you push one end um, for example you realize that the walls are rotating or that the portcullis itself is bending and deforming around you the portcullis itself maybe um, changes shape or parts of it swing up and then the other part swings down so that uh, part of the some of the party need to run through but they trap you in the other side of the room. silently leaping glass is the obstacle in this room. Um, as you attempt to walk through the corridor, the glass leaps up silently and, and, and invisibly, and you simply walk into it and do a comedy. Um, <laughs> you just sort of do a comedy uh, slapstick crash against the wall, and um, if you're not careful, or if you're not particularly uh, strong or graceful on your feet, you just land um, in a heap on the ground and the glass slides away silently and invisibly. And it just keeps on doing this um, every single time you try to walk down the corridor um, until you find a way to smash the glass and just make your way through. But all of it is caught on magic video. A sickeningly blazing planet can be seen through observation portals on the east wall of this imperceptibly curved corridor made of a strange metal and alloy. It uh, appears to curve round to the west and as you proceed you feel that somehow the entire dungeon is also rotating. The planet itself which you see far off in the starry night 
blazes with a green light that attracts your eye, and you wish that it didn't because it sends quivers through the pit of your stomach, and you begin to hear a voice calling out to you through the depths of space. You're not sure what the voice says, but it makes you feel dizzy, nauseous, and almost bilious. And the further along the corridor you proceed, the more overpowering these feelings become. The threateningly melting sword in your hand um, begins to drip liquid metal onto your fingers like some sort of bizarre uh, demon-forged ice lolly. But um, from some secret source, the sword is replenishing its metal and continuing to leak and ooze faster and faster. And this metal, you notice, doesn't dissolve um, doesn't run down onto the ground, but rather spreads out across your skin, forming a gauntlet, and begins to um, envelop you. And you regret having withdrawn the sword from the anvil and the stone on which it had been, uh, in which it had been embedded. What do you do? darkly yawning slime fills one wall of this room. Its gaping mouth yawns uh, darkly and it appears to open onto a throat which leads down almost like a passageway much further than you'd expect from the size of this slime monster and indeed from the dimensions of this cramped uh, corridor. But as you need to pass the corridor um, and thus somehow get past the slime, you must contend with this ominous sight. Whether it's better to try to um, creep past the slime while it's distracted somehow, maybe throw in some provisions or other items or a party member, or whether it's best to actually enter the moor itself. What do you do? The suddenly lapping sword is the magic item that you retrieved from this room the last time you passed this way, and it's with a certain wry melancholy that you recall how surprised you were when, having vanquished a fiend in the depths of this very dungeon, the sword's blade had sprung to life and begun to lap at the black uh, blood that seeped from the wounds in the fiend's side, almost like the sharp tongue of some silvery snake.
the bemusingly oozing lord. As you enter this final room of the dungeon, you behold a terrifying sight, a gigantic figure dressed in majestic robes and wielding a terrible shining weapon and a staff of power. So you've made it this far, but everything until now has just been child's play. Prepare to meet your doom, for I am the lord of this dungeon. And then you notice something strange. This figure is oozing and seeping in a most bemusing fashion, not only downwards but also upwards, and in and out, and various jellies and slimes are pulsating within every crack and orifice. Yes, the bemusing oozing lord appears to be made up of many different oozes. What do you do? It's Goblin's Henchman here. Just wanted to say a big thank you f to uh, Michael from the uh, Noble Art of Running Away podcast for basically putting together the uh, third o audio dungeon, um, including uh, giving me a prompt for the uh, first room um, at the top of the show. So uh, yes, once again, that's... Uh, been great fun and interesting to see how you can generate one of these things just using uh, random prompts so excellent stuff uh, please check out Michael's podcast there's some very interesting things to say and I uh, highly encourage you to go look there um, his episode on Tom Bombadil was uh, certainly to my mind very interesting not sort of ideas I'd would have uh, you know come across myself just uh, in my sort of comfort zone there so uh, Thanks very much again, and um, if you want to make your own contributions or make your whole, whole like Michael, single-handedly prepare your own order dungeon, then please feel free to... So, to summarise the rules, for want of a better word, uh, first up, you've got to be prepared for your creation to be Creative Commons. Um, the second is that we're dealing with a fantasy dungeon, whatever that means. Uh, number three, uh, your message, voice message must be one minute or less, preferably using the Anchor app. And it might be helpful to think of that message as, you know, the equivalent of box text. And you can do as many entries as you like, as long as they're all discrete one minute or less entries. And I think that's it.